When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Judd's Hockey Show. That's right, Judd's Hockey Show. Flyers 5, Wild 4. I told Declan not to dismiss the Flyers, but he wouldn't listen, so I've replaced him with my good friend A.J. Fredrickson, who knows better than to dismiss any team in the National Hockey League. If I appear, A.J., to be slightly distracted, it's because I'm also trying to keep an eye on the Gophers and Canisius 1-0 Gophers in the first period. All right, Wild, get a point. I'll start off by saying this very fortunate to get a point for the most part. They played a terrible game um, after playing absolutely fantastic. I thought just a great back and forth game against the devils a couple nights ago and earning the overtime victory. This time uh, they go down in the shootout. The Freddie Goudreau magic doesn't work. Um, plenty to get to from this game, AJ, but I think we have to start. I saw someone on Twitter being a smart ass through this out suggesting that we talk about Matt Boldy. Well, yeah, that's probably a good idea. And by the way, I'm kidding because it was actually uh, Canisius tied it. Oh boy, um, it's it's one it's one one now. They just I think they scored an even strength goal. They've just been on a power play. That's not good. My my quick friend, quick ribbing if you don't mind me stepping in here. But I love when a when a college team shows up for big games, shuts out their opponents, yep. uh, puts up four in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, St. Cloud State University Huskies just getting the job done today over Mankato. Yeah, what, well, what congr- congratulations because I just got a text from a friend. It was, uh, after that goal, it was one word and it started with an F. I'm going to let you decide what that <laughs> word was. Um, all right. So a lot to discuss about this game that we probably didn't like Jaden go Huskies poor Mavericks. Um, but you know, Matt Boldy, what is it now? I've got it in my notes here. I believe it's eight goals in the past seven games, two more goals tonight. He is, uh, omnipresent. May I suggest, I, I saw this tweeted, so I'm stealing mm-hmm. it, but it, it was a good tweet. 
May I suggest that um, the Matt Boldy, Marcus Johansson combination, AJ, is uh, reminiscent of the chemistry that he developed with Fiala. Now, Matthew is scoring goals instead of Fiala, but Johansson is sort of playing the role of Boldy. And boy, when you have the speed and the sense that those two two have, um, the the one goal, I'm not sure about you, the Boldy goal, the second one to me, or no, I'm sorry. Uh, hold on a second here. I've got it written down. I want to make sure I get this right. Um, I think it was the, I think it was the um, first goal. Yes. The, the first not goal the behind the back one, not the behind the back one, which gotcha. is a great call. But yeah, the first one came in the second period to tie the score at two. It was Boldy's 24th of the season. And between periods, ESPN in the studio, Ryan Callahan, who played for the Rangers and Lightning, ran through it. But they do a good job of basically showing the play from, from the backside. And what I saw that was incredible was not only did Boldy get a pass from Eck and then make a great play to get Johansson the puck, but when you watch Johansson, his awareness, age of what Boldy was doing, and like they just made a split second of eye contact, Johansson got himself in position to get the puck. Boldy then trails. You could sort of tell Johansson could feel his presence, right? Um, yeah. He has just been, this is why I get so down on Boldy when he's not playing well. He's got this in him. Now, maybe not mm -hmm. this big of heater, but like, look at the plays he is making now. Look at the confidence. And Marcus Johansson has unlocked him. And, you know, the Hartman line, I saw some folks refer to that as the first line tonight. That ain't the first line. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, right now, the first line is Eck between Boldy and Johansson. And there is no question, but this heater for Matthew Boldy to me, incredibly impressive. Yeah, he's kind of been, you know, suppressed throughout the month of February. I, I know they mentioned on the broadcast he didn't have a single goal. He now has eight goals in the month of March. No goals um, in 13 games. Yeah. I, I wrote it, that down. Nine it, goals now in 11 games. Just in, yeah, nine March. now. Just nine. In, in, incredible how much he's just flipped the switch and the acquisition of Marcus Johansson has kind of been the peanut butter to his jelly as much as people want to save that combo for Kirill when he's healthy and Matt Zuccarello. This is maybe, uh, this is maybe uh, peanut butter and banana or something along those lines. Uh, mm -hmm. it, he, he's been a monster. And like, I think what you said there probably makes the most sense is that we're seeing more confidence out of him. Um, I don't know what it was and maybe, maybe I'm overlooking or I'm, I'm overthinking this in the sense where second line he's like i need to produce but then he's getting his own head he's a young kid so he's putting himself in his own back pocket so he's he's thinking i'm not ah now i'm, I'm at six goals without a, uh, six games without a point i'm a seven eight nine 13 games without a goal all it takes is one and all of a sudden he's on fire he i don't know i i don't peg you for a big video game guy but if you ever know about the nhl hits games mm -hmm. back in the day like 2002 2003 literally people turned on fire that's matthew bolded right now He's a man possessed. He goes out there and he's willing himself into uh, almost at times video game like um, goals and plays and whatnot. The back behind the back. No, look, hey, if you're feeling confident when you're hot, why not take a heat check? Throw it towards the goal. I don't care if Carter Hart's in net, who does need to get out of Philadelphia at some point in his career. Um, you're you're doing stuff that you weren't doing a month ago. And big credit to Mark Johansson for helping unlock that. Uh, even in the overtime, we saw that where he's he's dictating more of the play. And we saw that even at the end of regulation, he's kind of quarterbacking 
and I'm sure that's due to the game plan, but he's taking it upon himself to control the play when they're in the offensive zone, whether it's power play or five on five, he's become the, the focal point of that offense. And rightfully so with Kaprizov out, it's been awesome to see him kind of blossom now um, in this short span where it seems like a month and a half ago, it was, wow. Yeah. A, a lot of discourse, whether he really earned that big extension and whether he was the player that we thought he was, blah, blah, blah. This is the Matthew Boldy. I think all wild fans expect and if he can keep this going, this team, once they get fully healthy, is going to be, I want to say, a force to be reckoned with offensively. Yeah, I think that would start. So I agree completely. Boldy's confidence waned, and you could tell it goes down at times. But I really think that's because he was with the wrong wingers. Like, they, they had him with what? I think he was with Felino, who is a grinder now. You know, that's his skill. And Matthew Boldy has a skill set. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when you watch this version which in my opinion is a completely different version of marcus johansson since he came back from the capitals when you watch his skating ability and he can make plays as well um and he you could tell he thinks the game well which i didn't realize the first time and i know the first time here during what ended up being the pandemic shortened 2000 i think it was 21 they started in january um but i mean that guy was not this guy and marcus johansson has been great and and this is why this is why when Dean doesn't ever mix up lines until he's super frustrated, um, it gets to me because it's like Matthew Boldy. And and we talked about that and that, you know, I, I think I talked about this with um, Dex a couple nights ago, so I won't stay on the point too long and belabor it. But, you know, Sammy Walker and Boldy was better because not because Sammy Walker's as good as Johansson. He's not. But he had speed and Johansson has speed. And look at what Matthew Boldy can do with someone that can create and someone that can move and someone that is moving at his pace. As much as I like him personally, Marcus Foligno doesn't move at Matthew Boldy's uh, pace. Now, that's the good news. Boldy was great. Fantastic game. A lot to get to. A lot to unpack. Uh, I'm seeing comments in the the comment section. And we certainly appreciate all those of you who have tuned in to Judd's Hockey Show with Judd and AJ. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm seeing some saying, hey, they got the point. Next game. I'm seeing some saying, what happened? And I don't disagree with that. (laughs) Um, But let's let's continue to unpack uh, specific things. Um, And I suggested this in the first or second period. And yes, Felino scored a goal. I understand that. I almost don't care personally, but he scored a goal. (laughs) Um, But with with Kaprizov out, I think you've got to at least consider juggling Felino and Duhame, who I think is more Mm -hmm. skilled than Marcus, and try Hartman, Zuccarello, Duhame. Um, They've got to get and he did for a moment after Krill got hurt, and now he's regressed again. It's not that I want a lot more from Hartman. It's Zuccarello. The turnovers are plentiful far too many times. The points aren't right now. You know, Matt Zuccarello doesn't have a license to disappear just because his, his best friend is out. Um, and I think you've got to do something there. And I think the common denominator between, let's say, A.J. Boldy's problems because I'm almost positive Felino was on that line for a while with Boldy and mm-hmm. Eck. And, and, and Eck's just good. He's just solid. Yeah. Um, but I'm almost, but the common denominator to me is trying to force Marcus Folino onto lines where it's clear that he's not the ideal fit. I think Duhame has more skill and speed. Uh, I think I would at least, at least as a small nod trying to get 38 going, I think I would flip Duhame and Felino for 
the next game. And quite frankly, with the way they played in the first period tonight, I don't understand why he didn't juggle a line or two tonight, but he didn't. Yeah, the play early was, I mean, even after 65 whatever minutes and a shootout, I'm not sure this team deserved a point tonight. I think they're lucky to get that based off the play of Marc-Andre Fleury, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point. Um, but it, to your point of flipping Brandon Duhame and getting him on that top line, I mean, he, that's a guy who his motor just never seems to drop below like third gear. He's always moving. He's always churning. And whether or not he maybe has the skill set to convert on some plays, right? it's, it's not a... I think, or it's not a, I'm cocky enough to where I know I can try this. It's, I think I can maybe do it. And if not, I have a backup plan on how I can get myself out of trouble if it goes wrong. So yeah, um, he, he's got speed. We've seen what he can do shorthanded. I mean, he, I, I don't think it's a, a well-kept stat, but he has to lead the league in shorthanded breakaways. Um, it's, it, it, his defensive stick is pretty good. It's not uh, maybe on the likes of, of Jonas Brodin on the on the back end or Jared Spurgeon, but for a forward, I mean, he gets the job done and he's able to be supportive. I would be interested to see that for a game, um, but I know, you know, the track record with, with Everson, I'm not sure he would make that move, let alone even consider it. It's just one of those, we've seen maybe the lack of adjustments and you've mentioned it here already. Yeah. It, it, even if you float out for one game to send a message, I don't, I don't think he even considers it just because you've know, you know what Hartman has done in the past in that, in that spot. Yeah. I don't know whether it's just a quick conversation is probably the most they would do. I don't think we actually see do aim up top, but I wouldn't mind seeing him up there for one of these games this coming week. I don't consider it up top though. Like that, that Hartman line without Kaprizov is at best their, their uh, second yeah. line right now, because the Eck line's the top line. And, and I mean, they got, in crunch time in the third period tonight, you know, that Eckline was playing a ton. Boldy was out there constantly. Boldy, Boldy, if I am correct, was probably logging third period minutes that would be akin to what Kaprizov gets, and he deserved it. Yeah. He was playing great. Yeah. But, but I mean, I don't think juggling um, the wings on that line is like, oh my God, we touched the first line. That's yeah. when Kaprizov's out, that is not the first line. And I'm just trying to find a way, in my opinion, if I'm Dean, I'm concerned about getting more from Mats. Zuccarello, I mean, you know, I understand that Kirill makes him, and, and he certainly helps Kirill. But again, he can't disappear. I mean, and he can't just become a passing machine. Look at Boldy. Boldy mm -hmm. was a passing machine. Uh, yes, he took some shots, but they were, but, you know, everyone with that team has talked about he needed to shoot more. Now he is, and guess what? They're going in and he's playing with confidence. And I love that. But yeah, I am. I don't see the Hartman line as like their top line. Like I don't see, see that as who can you get with those two to create the top line. Um, Kirill makes that their top line, but Kirill is, you know, so by far and away their best player. And, and by the grace of God, Boldy has discovered Johansson and they, they've been great. So I just think that it's worth considering, but AJ, I'm going to be skeptical about Dean, especially for the playoffs, until he makes an in-game adjustment or two. Mm -hmm. And like tonight, he just wouldn't do it. He just wouldn't. Uh, you talked about this, but you're right. Mark andre Fleury, now five goals against, four uh, in in five-on-five. Five. But um, again tonight, without him in those first two periods, I think they're down by about three goals. How about you? 
Yeah, he he was the only reason that game was close after sixty minutes of, or uh, forty minutes of play. It, it it was bad turnovers. It was sloppy play. It looked like um it looked like they had all decided to pull an early April fool's prank on each other and put clear tape over their normal tape jobs. And they did that to everybody. And it was like a secret Santa where it's like, well, I'm going to do it to Zuki and Zuki's going to do it to Brodeen and all this stuff. And they, nobody knew that they actually had it on their own stick because they just couldn't hold on to the puck in their offensive zone. And at times it, I thought I was watching the old Baywatch movie, Judd, because it was a lot of this slow motion movement, standing around coasting. I, I, I didn't understand the lack of the lack of, um, effort i guess is probably just the, the yep. simple word to go with it, it was a lot of it was a lot of it was it, it was the same thing i was doing watching watching the game um yep. that's not what i want these guys to do I to close the gap on the puck carrier to close off a passing lane help the hall of famer who's keeping you in this game against a team that's in a draft lottery race I, oh they're know. bad the yeah. flyers are legitimately bad you know what i give them an effort with towards their coach they do try hard um, but that was the thing is it's like the wild came off that great game against Jersey a couple nights ago. And, and we're like, okay, now it's the flyers. We can coast. And yeah, they didn't show up the first period. They definitely 100% didn't show. And they were tied after one, the second period, they had a long stretch of really bad h- hockey. And yeah, what, what alarmed me and what concerned me, uh, was their play in their own end in those two periods. And the first period was just, you're right, it was in, inexcusably bad. I mean, Brodeen turned over the puck a couple times tonight. Brodeen didn't look right. I I'm I was a little bit concerned. Now, he logged, coming back, he, he's been back, what, three games now, I think, from the uh, yeah. from, from being out for an extended time because they, they wanted to make sure this time that they got him right for the playoffs. Um, and he logged a ton of time and played a marvelous game against New Jersey. So that was the good part. And I don't know if he was just tired tonight or if something wrong again, knock on wood, I hope not. Um, but he didn't look like himself and defensively there, the breakdowns and flurry saved their bacon time and time again, were bad now, as I'm sure we'll see a comment or two, as I scroll through the comments, I'm sure we'll get a calm down. It's one game. They still got a point. Things are fine. As of right now, because the second uh, half of the ESPN doubleheader tonight is Penguin Stars. Uh, as of right now, if I'm not mistaken, the Wild is in first place in the Central Division by a point. Colorado, by the way, losing to Pittsburgh last night. Uh, so that is the good news. Uh, I was just a little bit alarmed that um, that the effort to your to use your word or the compete to use mine, I guess, mm-hmm. wasn't a little bit more there. And partially, here's why: during the majority of this stretch. It's been my opinion, and I wrote this down after the first period of the Devils game a couple nights ago, AJ, that I've been just so impressed by how consistently that compete is there. Like sometimes they play good, sometimes they don't, but you never feel like they're taking a night off. The last time I guess I I had that feeling, we did the show together, which was after that OT loss to the Coyotes in Arizona. Um, But this to me was worse than that, and that's another bad team. Like you got to take everybody seriously. Uh, but that that was my biggest letdown was the compete has been so consistently there time and time again. And tonight it was just sort of like they, t- to your point, you know, just threw their sticks on the ice, said, all right, Flower, say, save us. And he sort of did. Yeah. Uh, disappointing. A fun game in the third. I thought the last period was fun. But uh, before that, that was tough to watch. And I will be curious to see what Dean's postgame comments are. 
He might he might sugarcoat it, but I won't be surprised if he doesn't a little bit and just said, hey, we got to do better than that. I had a real like it felt like a slap in the face. It was middle of the second period mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there and uh, quick tangent, but it's the year 2023 major, age. major broadcast, you know, corporations. If you're paying for rights to a hockey game, how do we not have a shots on goal ticker permanently attached to the score bug? I had to watch two hockey games today, Judd. I think that's against the Geneva convention that didn't have shots on goal. Counting. I'm watching another one right now. Yeah, and, and, I, I, and I will be joining you as soon as we wrap up here. It's it's ridiculous. I need to know. It's the same thing I for pitch count in baseball. I need to know how mad I should be and how and who I need to be mad at. I noticed they threw it up about seven minutes to go in the second period. Ten shots. They just cracked into double digits against the Philadelphia Flyers in the 72nd game of the season. That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. I um, we in our emergency emergency. Uh, Kaprizov injury show I mentioned I want them now to be shooting upper 30s by the end of regulation they had to really turn on the Jets after that yeah. point and they sure didn't um, they, I don't know how you can like and granted they forced overtime and the the you can argue quality over quantity but I kind of want quantity to Trump at some points um, but yeah no I, I don't understand the the lack of compete these last couple of games. You can't just continuously go into games where you think on paper, we're just a better team right. and that's going to be enough. It's the NHL. Like, sure. You can, right. you can look at where they are in the standings, but you know, these guys, this isn't uh, like high school where it's like, okay, this team is Oh, and 12 on the season. They don't really care. This is the national hockey league. These guys are playing for contracts at the end of the year, especially if they need to negotiate extra signing bonus stuff, whatever. They want to perform. You can't just lower your level of compete to match these guys. Every point here matters, um, especially now you're you're first in the in the division. Why are you laying it down against these teams that you should be securing? And I know they got a point, but you should be getting two points against the Flyers. Yeah, and uh, like a game like tonight, or to go back to what what I uh, brought up before the last time that we did a show right after a game, the Coyotes game. You know, this whole, in my opinion. This whole hot stretch has been built off the premise that somebody finally got to the the majority of this team and said, you're not good enough to play like you're good. Like they've worked their asses off against teams. And and that's got to apply to every team you play. Like the the mentality, what I've loved is they played with the mentality of how you have to approach the playoffs, which is we are never safe. Nothing is safe. Nothing is a given. I don't care if it's, if it's our first line against their fourth line, we have to assume that we have to work our asses off. Um, and that's what they have done for the, the most part. What previously drove me crazy was they played like they had talent and not enough of them do like they, they have when Boldy's going well, he's great, but why is he going well? Cause he's working his butt off. Right. Mm-hmm. Zuccarello at times plays like he's super talented. You know what, dude, you might be, but you're not talented enough to get by without doing a much better job against teams. And I don't care if you're playing the avalanche or the coyotes, you can't change that. Because the second that you do, and the second that you assume that you're talented again, you're going to slip backwards, and that's a problem. And with the playoffs now approaching, that's the most important thing, I think. It's it's not the opponent. It's the mentality about how you approach each game. Uh, I want to talk about special teams next, but before I do, big shout-out here to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. Um, Helped me drop 40 pounds a couple years ago, or now a year and a half ago, and the most important thing is they're going to help you 
uh, Judd's Hockey Show family, keep the weight off. That's right. So it's not just a weight loss program. It's not a diet. It is a it's Livia weight control. So it's a weight control. So you drop the weight. And the most important thing is the dietitians there. They have a plan for you to keep that weight off. And now you're saying, okay, Judd, I'd love to join. Is there a deal? And I'm going to tell you, absolutely. If you're watching the show, first eight weeks are free. Yeah, that's right. First eight weeks are free. Imagine dropping uh, just significant weight, 10, 15, 20 pounds. And by the time the first week of summer arrives, you're feeling good and you are looking good. 855-GO-LIVIA, livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Um, all right, power play. I got I got a nitpick tonight, and it's another Dean thing. I want to run past you. Okay. I believe in three opportunities, including one at the end of the game in, into a four-on-three in overtime. Uh, the Wild 0 for 3 on the power play, if I'm not mistaken here. My notes are correct. Uh, one shot on goal. John Klingberg was scratched tonight. Something's wrong. Lower, yep. upper, I don't know. I'll find it. I have no idea. It means nothing. He didn't play because something's wrong. That's the important line. Mm-hmm. Um, and Goligoski played and Merrill played. Goliga- um, I believe, I don't know who they were going to scratch, but long story short, if John Klingberg can't play, and I know, Dean, I know it's going to kill him. I know he doesn't like this. Don't you want Kalen Addison running your power play? You know, they tried Spurgeon there at first. Then it was Goligoski. Why wouldn't you? Look, age. So if Klingberg plays, I can I can torture myself into saying, okay, I understand. Now, John Merrill, to me, rightfully scratched a couple games back. I would scratch him regularly. Like, I would pick between him and the Goose and say, which one is playing better? In my opinion, Goligoski has played far superior of late. Uh, so I would have scratched John Merrill. But am I smoking something here? Like, am I out of line? Don't you want a guy that knows how to run your power play, running your power play, as opposed to saying, we're going to go with our veterans? Help me out here. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. The thing I have trouble understanding about this decision is it's a win-win for Dean Evason. In this situation, Klingberg is not playing. You start Kalen Addison, he plays poorly, and then you know what you say? Well, now you see why I've been scratching him. He just can't hang right now. We have to reevaluate, blah, blah, blah. Or he quarterbacks your power play. Things are buzzing. You convert, and you look like you have a little life, which they did not today. The, the the later power play that they had that extended from regulation into overtime, five on four, zero shots, four on three, zero shots. Yep. If you're not playing to win the game, why are you not shooting? Kalen Addison is the guy there that you need on the ice in the lineup to help there. And if you have him in the lineup, there's the other part of the win-win. You can say, yep, credit to me. I recognize we needed a offensive threat. Klinkberg was out. That's where Addison steps in. He was ready. Kudos to him. And then you know what? Once Klingberg's back, I don't think anybody's going to bat an eye when you maybe push him back on the shelf, but there's no reason to not have him in the lineup this evening, especially with the play that we've seen out of John Merrill, um, which recently just has been 
not good whatsoever. I, I agree with you yep. fully. Alex Goligoski is the better of the defensemen right now, but uh, John Merrill's not showing us what we saw maybe points last season that helped him get that uh, that extension. So right now he should be a, a consistent scratch, and tonight has to have Kalen Addison in the lineup. So the um, if the Flyers, I think one one of their goals came on a power play that uh, Shaw and Dewar were on for. And I see a comment here, and I, I don't know if the advanced metrics back this up, but I think it might be a good point, is that the shot and doer penalty-killing team are having some problems. Uh, yep. Good observation by Daniel M. The shot and uh, doer PK tandem has soured. Nice work, Age. Um, and I don't know what the metrics show on that. It feels like that that might be right. We did a uh, JHS yesterday. Check it out. It was me, Declan, and uh Jesse Pierce of Bar Down Beauties, in which we got into who's going to be scratched in the playoffs because I was coming off the Devils game and everyone was playing great. <laughs> I said I wouldn't touch the fourth line. That being said, unless I'm just t- totally wrong here and Daniel M is wrong, um, if Shaw and Dewar are struggling, if either one of them or or both of them are struggling on the, the PK, mark my words, one or both will be in the press box for the playoffs. Probably just one. Uh, but the point being is that to me has been the calling card. And I love how they actually create um, opportunities on, on the PK when they're going well. Uh, but that goal tonight, there was definite confusion on the power play goal that the Flyers scored that they were out there for. And uh, if that's going to be the case, then you are going to probably have a pretty easy decision because one of those guys will not be playing in game one of the playoffs. Your thoughts? Yeah. Um, I haven't had a chance to listen to the full show. The part that I did yesterday, fantastic. Uh, Jesse's always great. Yeah. Talk, talk, talk about an addition. She told me to shut up at one point, too, which I absolutely loved. Hey, sometimes you need that. I have no question. Personally, I would never say that. I would no never question say about that. it. Well, and I wouldn't take it from you, but <laughs> from her, I was just like, yeah, you're right. Sorry, sports dad. Um, sorry. <laughs> But uh, but no yeah no it was it was a, it was a great conversation because at a certain point you're gonna get people back and healthy and they just there's limited lineup spots each and every night. Uh, Gustav Nyquist, you acquired him, and when he's healthy, he's a guy that's going to help drive offensively. And I think you could maybe depending on what uh, some stuff looks like, either on that first line or even a second line, I think he could look good with Matthew Boldy at a, at a certain point. That in that, but you can't take Johansson away from Boldy, can you? And that's that's I guess that's the point where I was saying at a certain point because I I would like to see if this is going to continue if if it stays red hot. And this is this is my big fear. This franchise record setting point uh, acquiring stretch that they went on was that too early of a peak for this team. Yeah. That's right before that final hump. Because you, how many times do you see a team get red hot that final week of the season and they carry all that momentum into the playoffs? Yeah. Did the Wild have that a week or two too early? Now all of a sudden you're dropping points to, um, you, know, you know, you're dropping points to, and I know this was before, but the Coyotes. You're dropping points now to the the Flyers. What do we have the re- remainder of the season? And then is there a big conversation of? Dean is finally going to be bold and shake things up. Could that be something? Or do you just try to make something happen with a third line um, addition where Nyquist slots in where that's more than likely where he ends up? Um, I I think you got to take out. You got to take out probably Shaw as much as I hate to say that. 
and I yeah. love no, I, I, I think I am. I love what he brings and everything like that, too. but it's there's only so much room for a penalty kill specialist. And not it, it, and honestly, there might be nights where even you probably have to say, Revo, you're not sitting you're well, not playing tonight. And that's and, another that's another question. Yeah, that's a that's a legit question. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't always you don't always need what he brings and everything like that to the and I think he recognizes that and I think he'd be fine with that. That wouldn't be a shot at his ego, despite how arguably offensively hot he's been the past week or so. Um, but it's uh, maybe doer. I don't know. It's it's a conversation that I haven't really thought about too much, just because it's it's close, but it's so far down the road, and there's it's not a he's not healthy yet. So I don't want to cross that bridge at the moment yeah. because they have been looking good recently, and I have praised him. I believe the past show or two that I've done with you talking about how good um, he has been on the penalty kill and how many times that he has bailed the wild out after all of these dumb dumb penalties they seem to continue to take. The other the thing too is, and I'm not suggesting that this guy is going to be scratched, especially in the playoffs. He's not going to be. But the you know to go back to the top of the show, the other really important thing is you've got to get Zuccarello going. Yeah, you've got to get Zuccarello going. I don't think he did much, if anything, in the playoffs last year, if memory serves me correctly. I know Fiala didn't, and I know Kaprizov was great, but um, that's another absolutely imperative thing. If Zuccarello lays an egg, you can't. Because Kaprizov is going to be checked very tightly, assuming he returns, which if, if he doesn't, they're dead. But, you know, Kaprizov's going to be checked very tightly, and you're going to have to have other players. You know, Boldy's going to have to continue this. The actual goal-scoring heater might not continue where it's eight goals in seven games. But, I mean, Matthew Boldy has now set a, a you know, an expectation for how hard he can play and how well he can play and how confident he can play. And so like the scratch, the, the scratching game is a fun game just from a personnel standpoint. But the reality too is, you know, if you consider those and you probably do your top two lines, Zuccarello has to perform and it can't be on the coattails of Kirill. It's got to be him, him as well. He's got to score some goals. So, all right, sir, final thoughts. Are you good? Um, no. Yeah. Just real quick on the Zuccarello front. I, it's hard to disagree with everything you said because there has been a, a steep decline in what the production we've seen. And he did have the, I think a little buffer period after the injury of he has to turn his game from a, from a playmaker into a guy who's shooting more. And he did that, but we're just not seeing any results. And it almost seems like now it's become too reliant on if Kirill's in the lineup, he's fine and he's beneficial. But as soon as you take him out or they're separated, I, I'm not going to say he looks lost because it's still Matt Zuccarello and he's played so much in the league. And I think he still has enough in the tank to where as soon as Kirill comes back, I expect it to be like, you know, good old times. What, like it was a month ago where they were just lighting it up every single night. Um, but, you know, b- before the season and before what we've seen, I was nervous after the Paul Fenton original signing of him. Just like, is this guy really going to be the guy oh, that, that they want? Awful. Yeah, now I think we now in hindsight we know part of that was due to him. Was it a wrist injury or what? I forget exactly. Broken arm in Dallas the previous season, and that was still nagging. But now that he is, you know, I would I think it's safe to assume 100 percent or close to. Um, With Kirill, he's great. They're a great pairing. Um, Super fun to watch and beneficial on the offensive side every single night. Um, But you know, when it comes down to 
later on in this contract who knows what the conversation is going to be and how the front office goes about that but i i expect him to rebound um as soon as Kirill gets back in the lineup but right now for what we've seen from him and how good the conversation has been around him i need him to step it up a little bit more and i know that's tough to say just because i'm sure he's not going out there not trying to produce right. but right um but i i do need to see more just so he doesn't get in a weird funk and get the yips going into the the playoffs in the uh, loss to the Blues last year in six games, Matt Zuccarello, one goal and four points in those six games in 17 career playoff games over the last three years with the Wild, one goal and eight points. They definitely need more production than that if they're going to be successful. All right, Age, thanks much. Uh, Judd's Hockey Show, I'm sure returning at some point very soon, hopefully not to have to complain. Hopefully Matt Boldy stays hot, Kirill Kaprizov comes back, and the Wild uh, wins. The good news is as we leave you, depending on what happens in Dallas with uh, Pittsburgh tonight, The Wild is in first place in the Central Division night. They do lose to the Flyers. We will talk to you soon.